Congratulations! You're alive, and you're doing a great job at it. You've also made it to the process with me, your host, Sienna Pacholo. I'm here because I have big questions. How do we build a creative life? What keeps us going? What does our daily creative process tell us about ourselves? This podcast offers honest conversations between artists that reveal the strength, challenges, purpose, vulnerability, and joy of living creatively. And it's not only for people who make creative work their livelihood. It's for every single one of you, creating a life, looking for connection and inspiration. My very first ever guest on the process is Zahaya. I'm so excited for you to hear the conversation I had with Zahaya. It is healing, it's cathartic, and it really made me feel so much more connected to the world. I didn't plan it, and but wow. it goes back to the river. It's like sometimes mm-hmm. you just follow the river. Sometimes you're just like, yeah, all right, I guess I'll do this. I'm not prepared. See how it goes. And then, and then things sometimes just fall into place when you're traveling down that stream, you know? Yeah. when you were a kid like do you remember like one of the first times that you were like whoa I do cool I think I was about three and I and I only remember because I remember coming out of the theater but I my parents took me to go see the whiz in 1978 because I'm ancient (laughs) (laughs) and I was like three years old and I specifically remember like the you know in the parking lot how they have those little like uh, stoppers to keep people, the cars from rolling all the way yeah. into the... So it was like a little cement stopper thing. I don't know what it's called. And I was like balancing on it. And I was just like, I'm, I'm a scarecrow. I'm a scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's amazing. I just remember that. And then from that moment on, I was just obsessed with musicals and specifically The Wiz. And then, of course, Michael Jackson and then Motown. Yeah. And I was like... It was like, it was an addiction. And my dad would give me little 45s. He bought me a little teeny record player. And I'd have my little 45s and I'd put on my little Motown and pretend I was Diana Ross. And I was like, put a shirt on my head and like, I'm Diana Ross. Oh (laughs) my gosh. That's amazing. So yeah, because my dad's a jazz musician. And so that was the only thing that he could put on that would get me to stop crying. Like, really? Yeah, he, he said that because wow. cause I never wanted to be without my mom. So if my dad was holding me and, he, you know, he's, my mom's like, I got to go to the store. <laughs> and Aww. my dad had to take care of me and I'd be like, and the, he said the only thing that would calm me down was Herbie Hancock. So he had to put on <laughs> Headhunters, Herbie Hancock, Headhunters. And then I would just be like, okay, okay. I think, that... we, could, I think we could be cool. <laughs> Wow. Wait, so this was when you were like a baby. Yeah, baby, like, baby. You and you, like, Baby Zahaya was like Herbie Hancock is yeah, my guy. Baby, baby oh was my like, gosh. you better put on that. You better put on that chameleon. I'm not doing Oh <laughs> my gosh. That's yeah. incredible. Wow. Yeah. That's could, so unique. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't use the bathroom by myself, but I needed her, okay. Herbie Hancock. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, another thing I'm really curious about before we get into like the heavy duty music stuff, like. What right now is something that you're really excited about? Okay. Uh, that is a very interesting question because <laughs> I am honestly existing in this ridiculously dark space. Mm. So, and that, that's just real for me. So yeah. I, I, um, I think the things that I'm excited about are so small that they might, they could seem insignificant, but I'm really practicing, um, the art of appreciating the little things because mm. there's part of me that like like just real talk I feel like my dopamine part of my brain is broken and mm. so like for me I'm always just like let's go skydiving <laughs> <laughs> that will bring me joy right <laughs> like that's right normally for me and I, I appreciate my husband because he's not like that he's just mm. he could sit there and just be like oh look steam from the tea you know and just like you know yeah. nice how the steam comes out the tea but like, and so I'm trying to practice that. And, and I, I will say, so 
yeah, so I guess right now, that that is providing joy. These little things like have like um, my pet lizard. I love Prince, the lady lizard. Pronouns are they them? Her them. <laughs> they them. They them. Oh my god. Prince, gosh. the lady lizard. The lady lizard. <laughs> wow. Well, that sounds like a yeah. very very um, important pursuit, like being enthralled with the little things yeah yeah especially yeah. when you're you're in the dark spot because i've definitely been there yeah a lot so yeah I, I think it does take practice it's like you know people are just like oh well just get over it it's like well, I, you know my brain doesn't work like that no it doesn't it, and i'm trying to practice to get it to change who knows if that i mean science says that we can alter the synapses right. in our brains and so i'm going by science and i'm gonna try this out and see how it so get back to me in a year. Hopefully it'll be Sounds good. <laughs> I honestly better. will. We, we'll right. check it in a yeah. year. But yeah, I mean, I think it's just like technically we, yeah, technically science says we have malleable brains, but it's such a slow, it seems like it's such a slow process. Yeah. And it's, it's also seems like it's just constant decisions. Like you have to decide to not, yeah. which is so hard. It, yeah. Especially so now. Hard. Yeah. Cause there's too many things that just. I, I can't imagine that there's a single person on this planet right now who's just like, oh, well, I'm not going through anything bad. Mm, yeah. I can't. And if they are, they're in denial. So right. they're in denial! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So so going off of that, because this is really, like, important to talk about, I think, is, like, are you able to find creativity or, like, find inspiration in the dark space? Or is the dark space, like kind of like a hibernation period where you're really like feeling in yourself and you can't output and you don't want to output creative things that's a, that's a really good question um it could be either one mm. i think that the creativity will look differently so mm. like sometimes it does come out with music sometimes it's just like or other times it's just like and, and this is something my dad always tells me and and I, he's he's an artist and i, I really he's like my mentor the only mentor that I really had when it comes to you know this whole experience of being an artist in the world mm. but one thing he said is that when you operate in creativity everything you do is creative so even if you're just reorganizing your pantry Whoa. there is something creative within that or if like like refinishing your house or you know the change making structural changes to something or mm. dyeing your hair like it's all elements of, of expressing yourself creatively so that is some wisdom right there yeah <laughs> wow that would just and, uh, blew my mind yeah that's and so I really cool. believe that and so yeah. yeah sometimes sometimes the music isn't gonna work sometimes the music yeah. is just like yeah okay so that that part today is just not gonna work but I'm really feeling this desire to take this wig and dye it <laughs> purple and then pre-pluck the edges and see if I can get it to look like this you know like so that, <laughs> that's where it is and and I know that and and really because my father would say that you know even if you're doing that you're still creating and you're still adding to your to the strength that your music will have you know so it's it's just one thing today but it's gonna help the music so, yeah wow that yeah. is amazing it's such a that's hopeful like, way of thinking about it too because yeah. it means that you don't Te potentially it means that you don't have to judge yourself as much exactly for being in the dark space or, yeah. or not putting out music or something yeah especially when like we we as artists will sometimes put these self-imposed deadlines we're like listen just keep myself on task i've <laughs> got to write six songs by june and then you're just like i haven't wrote it. it's like it may i haven't wrote a thing <laughs> like you know yep. you can yep. stress out and then i i do find like that will clog the creativity because oh gosh, there's yes. that stress and you're like, you're clogged up and you're just like, why, you know? And then you just gotta be like, oh, well, you know, this is not, that's just because these other things need to happen right now and I need to express myself in this way and it will flow. It's yeah. gonna flow right back to the music, so. Wow, that brings me to another thing that I'm really curious about, like how you do this. So. Mm -hmm. How do you structure your life to make room for or facilitate the creative, creativity stuff, 
Um, do you have to not structure your life to do that? Do you have to impose structures? Like, I'm really curious yeah. about what you do in your daily life, if anything. Maybe yeah. you don't. I will say I definitely need to have something to mm. plan for. And I, I wonder if that's my um, self-diagnosed ADHD where I'm just like, I love it. Self, yeah, self I'm like, TikTok said I have ADHD. <laughs> I said I saw 15 videos and I put my fingers down each time. I'm pretty sure that's amazing. It's ADHD. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But like, um, so I do need some type of thing to look forward to. Yeah, some, something that I'm working for. And mm. but uh, but I allow it to not be as intense. Uh, all the time, so right, and I, and honestly, the yeah, really, the way I do it, I'll throw myself into something, and it's mm. scary, and I don't feel like I'm prepared for it, but I'll just be like, I'm gonna do it, like okay, you know, somebody will ask me, hey, can you, you know, perform? I'll give you an example. So Ashley had asked me to be on her the show that she was doing, and when she asked me, I had just um, quit being with Vanishing Sun, that band which was like my musical creative life. Like that was honestly my therapy on Wednesday rehearsal. Mm. It was therapeutic. I love, love collaborating with people and just writing in a relaxed collective setting. And yeah, and that I, and I had to leave it. And so I was just like, I didn't have that uh, ability to be like, Oh, Hey guys, let's get together and do this thing yeah so i was like i told her i was like yeah sure and then after i said yes i was like okay how am i gonna have backtracks how am i gonna how am i gonna do this i was like i need to find right. a guitar player who can do this with me but it was covid oh my and gosh. i was just like and and i was yeah. and that, that was like 2020 when yeah. i was when everybody was freaking out mm-hmm. and i have a i have twins that were preemies and one of them had severe asthma yeah. So I was like, oh my wow. God, this is a respiratory disease. Are you kidding me? I'm not going to call yeah. I'm not going to bring anybody in the house right now. So I was freaking out, put myself in that situation. And then I was just like, no, nah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. How am I going to do it? And then my friend let me, let me a, a MacBook because I had no computer. And I was like, okay, I know how to use, I know how to use like Cubase and Pro Tools and all these other DAWs. Yeah. I'm going to do this. I'm going to oh learn logic today. She wants three songs. I can do this. Three songs. This is incredible. I'm going to learn logic and I'm going to do it. Wow, that's <laughs> so, so badass. And so I just did and I like, you know, I found, found what I needed with, you know, cool samples. I had my, you know, the simple setup that a lot of people do with just a uh, keyboard controller and the, and went at it. Yeah. Got it done. But wow. I wouldn't have been able to. So thank you, Ashley, because I wouldn't have been able, I wouldn't have uh, catapulted myself into a solo endeavor as mm-hmm. quickly if it wasn't for me saying yes to something that I wasn't really ready for, if that makes sense. That makes so you much know? sense. So yeah. much sense. So then I just then from that point, really, that's what kind of snowballed everything. I was like, okay, I mm. guess I guess this is where it's going. I guess this is what I'm doing. I don't know what exactly it is, but I'm gonna trust this path. And um, I look at it like a river. You know, like Ooh, we could be we could creatively exist in the still pond, but all that does is just like perpetuate a whole bunch of algae till you can't see clearly anymore. Yeah. And I think that. It's also an analogy of what I say for like social media bubbles and all that stuff. But like, oh so my we, gosh, yeah. like the best way to keep evolving is really to be more like rivers. Like we just got to be like, okay, this may not be necessarily what I planned, but the water is taking me in this direction and I'm going to trust this process. And, and I, I think that, you know, that just opens up things and, and me doing that, it, just snowball so then I was like oh okay I got these three backtracks of these three songs that I you know did because thanks to Ashley kind of um motivating me to to do that and I'm like okay I'm starting to feel depressed you know what I'm gonna therapy rehearsals have always been therapy and I don't have that therapy right now so what am I gonna do I'm gonna go into the studio I'm gonna I could record this at home but I need to be around another creative so yeah so I was like I was like I'm just gonna pay for my therapy session which is now the oh studio oh my gosh that's incredible and that's so cool yeah and then that's how the the three singles that i released last year happened because i was just like all right I'm going in so it was a, another thing like not necessarily fully prepared 
but trusting the process and believing yeah. that it's gonna it's gonna flow because I'm on the river. I'm yeah. on the river. I'm not gonna stay in the pond. I'm on the river, and yeah, a year later, now I've got almost a full album, and yeah, about to do another single drop, and <laughs> was able to collaborate with some amazing musicians when we were opened up. That you know, so yeah. That is really, really, like, you have to trust yourself so much to do that, too. You know, you have to be like, yeah. I know that I'm going to get this done, and I know that I'm going to boss it. I just not, yeah. I'm not sure how yet, yeah. but I know, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That's, like, that's yeah. such a cool, I keep using the word cool, like, but it's just a very unusual thing to trust yourself that much, and I think yeah. that's really, really amazing. But you know what's weird about it, though? Yeah. Is that I honestly don't trust myself. Interesting. Like, I... I, um, and I don't, honestly, I don't trust myself with anything. Hmm. I made a decision a long time ago that I don't do good making decisions. And so I was just like, <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I gotta just, I gotta, I, I, I really have to believe that everything has a purpose. And I, hmm. I really do believe that anyone who is like in a creative path or makes a decision to go ahead down that creative path because we all could easily just go get a regular nine to five. It would be so much less stressful. Oh my God. So much easier. So much easier. <laughs> like, why are we torturing ourselves? Right. Because there's That's a, the big question. Yeah. Right? Why do we yeah. torture ourselves? Because there's something greater than just us as individuals mm. that needs to happen. It's, it's some, whether it's just the fact that you we're doing our art and it's inspired somebody else to now you know, move in that direction where they could have just been like, no, I'm going to be an engineer. I'm going to go into IT and just make money because yeah. that's what we're supposed to do. Right. Yeah. But there's something I think that, I mean, I know a lot of people, not to get religious on it, but I do think- Get religious, do like it. A, a super spirit, higher spiritual existence mm. in being creative because mm. it takes so much faith. You got to really like- you gotta yeah. really be like, why am I doing this? I don't know. And how many times do I don't know how many times you might wake up and just be like, why am I doing oh, this? Oh, almost <laughs> like, every day. Yeah. Almost on right. the daily, I'm like, what am I even yeah. doing? Like, why? <laughs> why are we torturing but ourselves? But then I keep going for some exactly. reason, and this is what you're saying. Yeah, because yeah. it's some because because whether we acknowledge it directly or not, on a, there's like this deeper subconscious thing that's like, no, this is greater than me as an individual yeah and I'm getting up every day and still doing it because there's something in there's something there that's just like like this is what's supposed to happen this is the mm. only way and I really believe that creatives do more for the betterment of humanity than than anything because people don't realize how much they need us until we're not there that. It's like it's like the hi hat on a drum kit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, I love that analogy. Right? That is like, so true. Everybody's like, "What yes. the hell do you need the hi hat for?" Oh my Why god! All these or the bass here? player. Yeah, the bass player player. in a band. People are like, "Ah, right. bass." But then you yeah. take out the bass. They're like, "What is this?" this yeah, is they're just like, "Hmm, maybe I don't like the left hand of the keyboard." <laughs> exactly. You know, like, yes. come on, you don't realize the, how much you need that until it's not there. Oh my gosh, and that's so. That's such a good point. Mm -hmm. and that's how I feel about creatives, and yeah. so like us torturing ourselves. <laughs> we are the martyrs. <laughs> We're the martyrs. But yeah, yeah, I mean, that's another like really interesting. This is something I'm really curious about. Like, do we have to be martyrs? Does art have to be painful or like, does it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. is there a way to do it where it's like supports regular life more? Maybe. Yes. But it's doesn't, it's still not consistent. Like, right. There's still torturous moments, but. For sure. Like, I, I. I mean, I don't know if you know, I've got four kids. I did not know you had four kids. Yeah. I knew you had kids, but not four. Yes, yeah. amazing. There's four of them. Aww. Like from a logical perspective, I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> you know, like from a logical perspective, I'm 46, which is when you know people are like, age out. <laughs> like you know, age. Wait, do people do that? I think for women, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think for female I've, artists, I, I I honestly feel like there's a lot of women. And entertainment that have really changed that narrative for us, which is amazing. And Hell I'm so yeah. grateful. Yeah. Like, specifically comedians. I feel like Tina Fey. Ooh, yeah. And, and actresses who have been like really, you know, talking about this. Like, why do we have to disappear into the, you know, the background of 
whatever when we hit a certain age, but men continue to, you know, flourish and Sean Connery their way on out the door, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I, uh, yeah, so from a, from that perspective, like I know there's a lot of reasons why I shouldn't because, yeah, I got four kids, I got one in college, I should be making more money, I mm. could make more money. I used to be a computer programmer, but I, yeah. I'm just like, I, I, nah, nah, man. Like, <laughs> there's too much work to do yeah. from a creative, spiritual level. And, like, people are squeezing us out. They mm-hmm. are killing us, uh, the creatives. Just even from just the simple act of defunding school systems where arts are not present the I way know. that they could be. I know. You know, why do people have to fight for an orchestra every, like, parents shouldn't yeah. have to fight for that no yeah. and then a lot of people are just like eh, well I guess we don't need strings like you have no idea what you have done yeah you know they they have no idea because they're yeah. thinking only from a material point they right. don't understand what artists provide for our souls and our existence let's preface this by saying I'm in a very dark uh, space <laughs> okay sounds good well, well yep well I'm in a very dark space with very very little hope for humanity oh man oh man <laughs> No, that's not totally true. I, <laughs> no, I, I can see hope. the hope. I can yeah, see the hope, yeah. I do have hope for humanity. For sure. But right now, I think there's a lot of pain. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I think that's really, really important to acknowledge also. Like, I don't want to just say, art is amazing, and we're all amazing, and we're all doing our best. Like, there, yeah. there is a lot of shit that we need to acknowledge. And yeah. And, and I think, like, um, I don't know. America needs to take care of its creatives. You know, yeah. we just are too quick to you know, be like, why don't you get a real job? Or, you know, those types of phrases are just, they're, they're crushing. Yeah. And it doesn't help when you're every day waking up thinking about, why am I doing this? Right. You know. Yeah, and I think it's even more, um, here's another word. So it's very powerful how mm. you're talking about this because even though you're saying... America needs to take care of artists more. You're also thriving in your life. It seems like in terms of like a... In, in If someone in society was looking at you, they would mm-hmm. be like, okay, she has a kid in college, she has a house, she got the family. You know what I mean? Like, you're killing it as an artist, still. Yeah, but... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. No, but, but, but or, or, and... I think that's because <laughs> behind every artist mm. is a great number one fan mm. and my number one fan is my husband mm. so I'm, I'm i'm blessed with that and not everybody has that you know so i, I that's i i okay. really believe that's the only reason why i'm able to really continue to do this because if we had to rely on my income for right. a family of six wait are there six of us hold on yes there's six of us i'm like <laughs> <What>? <laughs> how many places do i set at the table <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Insomnia, y'all. Insomnia. <laughs> It'll make you forget yourself. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but but yeah, I think like everybody needs that number one fan. Mm. So what's the relationship between your art and your business? So how do you kind of toe that line? Is there a line? Yeah. I really try to think about the the end product. I'm like, okay, all right, you know, all these torturous moments where it's just like, all right, toil, toil, toil. But if I don't do, the, if we don't do the toiling part, we're never going to get any results because things don't magically happen. I don't know what movie people bought where they're like, everything's like sparkle. Mariah mm. Carey, you wake up one day and somebody's like, oh my God, she's singing at the gas station. She's amazing. Uh, Record deal. Like, right, never. Right. That, like, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I think um, right now I'm, I'm trying different processes. Oh, cool. In, in like experimenting. Honesty. Yeah, cool. just seeing, because I don't know if I really figured it out where it works. Because I do, um, like I said, jump into a lot of things, not fully prepared. And I'm just like, all right, I got to make it happen. Right. Kind of thing. So now I'm like trying to refine, still trying to refine that business part and mm. refine the business piece of it. And I am reading this book right now. Ooh, um, it's right. called uh, Everything You Need to Know About the Music Business. 
pull it up. It's on. Yeah, I'm listening to it on Audible. Oh, cool. <laughs> that's the way I get my dishes done. That's been really helpful, but uh, mm. only to the point that it's been more of a confirmation. Ooh. You know, because I'm less like, oh, okay, this is it. This is what I'm doing, and okay, yep, that's right. This is the yeah the so. I do have to have a, a regular, and I started doing a lot of um, documents. So I've got like so many documents and folders of, okay, this is the schedule for this release. Mm. This is what I have to do for every single day. I have my to-do list every single day lined up for the two weeks before I drop a single. Right. And then like I'll have the, okay, these are the different places I got to change whatever images on social media. And these are the podcasts that I'm going to start reaching out to to see if they can. And then... I started building a team. That's one thing. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, that's one thing that I didn't do before. Yeah. That was driving me nuts. Right. It's just, and that's the torch. That's the extreme yes, torture. Because you part. can't be everything. You cannot be everything. Yeah. So, uh, here's my bit. Fiverr. Ooh, okay. Fiverr, like amazing. If I did Fiverr a year ago. I'd probably so much be so much less stressed. I wow. I picked up a. Um, and this was a friend of mine suggested it because I guess somebody he anyway you know how the grapevine works so yeah for sure I was able to on Fiverr because before Fiverr I was trying to do everything I was like editing the music video getting like the you know setting up the little cameras to like do what I gotta do finding Mm -hmm. stock clips like whatever I could do and I I, you know paying for the Adobe suite so I have the whole thing the editing the photos and then Fiverr I'm like now I can outsource and I know this is going to be terrible people will probably there's going to be a lot of like USA USA people who are going to be like how dare you but I found like people in Nepal and Pakistan where $50 here is not that much but $50 to them is enough to edit and complete a full music video so like yeah girl that's life changing shit right there yeah and then now that person is accessible yeah they live in Pakistan but also I'm in the mindset too that I mean we need to think more worldly anyway and and, yeah. and I will say this I'm not I I love America but I am not obsessed with America right like I believe that we need to think about humans in every part of the world and mm. and so if I'm gonna be like you know all self-centered as an American and be like oh my god but I need this and I need that even though you're not getting it so sorry like that's yeah. Not world citizen of me. Hmm. So, um, yeah. So then that brings me to Fiverr. I'm like, so Fiverr is okay. It is okay to huh. outsource. Yeah. I really, <laughs> I really like that way of thinking about it. Yeah. Build, build the team. They're like, okay, this is now I found somebody here who does a great job. And now I don't have to think about that as much. And it's pretty cool too, because like the app will tell you how long they take to do something and Interesting. they have their pricing and everything and, mm-hmm. and and a lot of people have different vibes that they'll go with so you'll be like okay this person this is their look that's their brand for their video editing style great I can you know it matches what I want with my brand so yeah ooh branding that's another thing. oh <laughs> branding okay one thing about branding is it's so expensive to brand yourself like so expensive not brand yourself that's weird but like brand (laughs) your business whatever it's so expensive like i don't know how how, what are you doing with branding right now i'm curious it's definitely it's a whole can of worms it is a can of worms and you know what i I feel like in the past year i've rewritten my bio about 20 (laughs) times because i'm like Mm. i think this is my brand nope that doesn't match okay i think this is my brand nope mm -mm, that's not working like yeah so i'm still trying to figure out what my brand is (laughs) i mean aren't we all yeah, and then because well, it's probably to, changing too. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Is, yeah. yeah, but but also like how to uh, outwardly express it to somebody else. Yeah, who's not in your brain. I, like <laughs> I have this idea. I I, I have this uh, sense of who I am and right. and what I'm trying to express. But you know the message is in the receiver, so it's just like oh you are misinterpreting my brand. Let me see how I can rephrase this so that. You understand better what I was trying to say. So I'm trying to... Yeah. Ugh, yeah, and it cost... Ugh. So the mistakes cost money. <laughs> the mistakes like, cost so much money. I have so made so many... I mean, this is not about me, but I've made so much... Just, just relating. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And then, like, it's hard because when you... I don't know if you've had this experience, but... I'll probably take this out. But no, when no. you when you um <laughs> I don't think you should because I don't, this is all okay. part of it. I know, like, it's all just a conversation. Yeah. yeah. So like yeah. basically what's happened to me multiple times this year is like I get a mix done, right? Of like mm-hmm. a track of an of not a track, but an a song. Right. And like I don't like the mix and I don't think that the mixing engineer can make it what I want. So $300 later, I now have to find another mixing engineer and like take yeah. another risk and be like, I hope you can d- get the vision. Yeah. I'm going to spend another 300 It's just like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It is a lot. You need a lot of funding for this shit. You do. Yeah. And yeah, and people don't talk about that. People do not talk about it. It's such a small amount of income for such a large amount of like quote unquote overhead costs. Yeah. It really is. I, I'm scared to do my taxes. I'm just going to be real. <laughs> so scared to do my taxes. I, it's not even funny, but I just, I, like, I can relate. But it is I funny. Can, <laughs> it is a little it bit is funny. Because yeah. Cause it, it goes back to that whole thing we were talking about before. Like you wake up and you're like, why am I doing this? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but we just, for some reason, we have to. Yeah. Like we just have to. <laughs> Just like, keep going. Why? But like, yeah, only yeah. made $100. And <laughs> <Yeah>. like... <laughs> well, but then meanwhile, venues, it's really hard to be a venue in the past, especially the past couple of years. Oh yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, I can pay you 50 bucks. And you're like, okay, that pays for my food and my gas and that's it. And I don't yeah. actually, you know, like what about all the hours of practicing? What about all the hours of rehearsing? What about all the, like yeah. there's so much and, and mixing my next album and you know, there's mm-hmm. so, and promoting, there's just like. They don't add up. They don't. It doesn't the, add it's up. not balanced. Yeah, and we didn't even get into like the whole breaking through the algorithm thing. Oh my to. gosh, you should get into that. Yeah, Wait, because talk about the algorithm. Yeah, the algorithm <laughs> is such bullshit. Oh my god, isn't it though? <sighs> I'm like, if I could, if I could instantly delete Facebook, I'd be so I happy. Know. I really wish that we just didn't have them. <laughs> Me too. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. At that, talking about mistakes though, that is one mistake I made. Like mm, I didn't, yeah. I dismissed the value of emails. Oh. Like, yeah. I didn't, col- I didn't collect emails. So all, right. all of the like fan base data that you can possibly collect on people is through the social media and then they own it and you don't have the access to reach out to your fans without them. It's all these you know, again, the overhead, just these things that are necessary as a musician to have so that you can be accessible to people in their different ways of, of, uh, communicating. That's so interesting. Like we, it is like a juggling thing of, it's not even really, juggling is the wrong word, but we have to really have like so many different arms that are just like everywhere. yeah. An Instagram arm and a, yeah. a Spotify arm. And you're just like constantly yeah. changing all these little details yeah. and all these different... And they can't all be the same. Like, no. Because then people will start unfollowing you. They're yeah. Like, okay, you posted this on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, the same exact thing. I'm done. Right. You know? Well, so let's talk about content creation because like... Yeah. Because content creation yeah. in quotes is like, for me, a very, very, very time consuming thing and it's energy consuming and it has nothing to do with my fucking actual art thank you it's literally just pandering to the masses yeah oh my god i saw your post on that and i was like girl i feel this i feel this so hard a lot of people unfollowed me and i was like yes they did yes (laughs) i was like good riddance did they really yeah i mean not like a lot like you know but yeah but still but yeah like a fair amount but i was like yes but, it, it, but it's wanna, real. Yeah. That is so real. And that's it's what so real. That's what I feel like all the time. I'm, I'm like, so fucking Hey, guys, please come to my show. Ugh. Hey, guys. Hey, I worked really hard. We've been practicing for months. Could you please pay $10? Please? I like, know. I'm really trying to yeah. say something here. Right. You want to listen? Right. <laughs> like, it's... like, we actually have real stuff to say. Mm-hmm. And I can't... Yeah. I'm not going to say it unless I'm at a real show. Because yeah. that's... I mean, for me, that... that what what yeah where are the places where you feel like you can be like real with people I yeah know. that's a that's a good question um yeah because some avenue some places doesn't spaces it doesn't work especially online mm-hmm. so you're just like okay i want to be real on instagram yeah but uh, i tried that it, it just it doesn't, doesn't work. work you know and and yeah some spaces people are just like oh yeah authenticity and which is bothering me 
I, okay, first of all, <laughs> I'm a little bit irritated okay. of what the definition of authenticity is right mm. now. Because when you look at it from, from or at least from what I'm seeing on social media, it's looking like this, oh, look, she's showing up with no makeup, and she's like, you know. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, right. she got makeup on. <laughs> she did her brows. We got false lashes on. <laughs> Whatever. Also, you, know? you probably chose that photo out of, like, the... 50 photos that you Thank took you. so it's like yeah. you're being authentic but I mean I'm saying this from my own experience me too I'm not about to put up a photo do, yeah that I just snapped of myself exactly. like with no other photo yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. I woke up like this right yeah you did after you took like 17 right. selfies and you're like this ain't gonna this ain't gonna <laughs> yeah. authentic my ass mm, I see what you're saying so like authenticity yeah. is like not really real it is but it's still contrived in some way right you know it, it's still like you know, and even, hmm. I don't know, just, uh, there's a, mo- I, I guess I, I almost want to say it's like a monolith of what people are expecting this authentic thing looks like. <laughs> um, I, I will be honest, part of it, a part of my issue with it is I'm trying to figure out how I can convey my authenticity, which looks so different. Like, mm. and I'm just like, I'm just like, okay, but I love, I, I love musical theater. Therefore, I love costuming. Therefore, yeah. I love all these other things that are associated with not being authentic. Mm. But it's just like, you know, like, uh, you know, so how can I express that these are authentically me? This, this is what, you know, I, I don't know how that would translate to somebody who is just like, no, but we have this definition and this is what it is and everybody has to sound like this who's in the in the authentic world. Like, this is what we do now. You know, there's very little processing on the vocals and even though I know that girl was auto-tuned. Shoot, <laughs> I got pitch correction on my stuff too. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm not perfect. Yeah. And anybody who sees me live knows that. <laughs> oh my God, but your live shows are just so fucking good. Like... Thank you. Everyone who's listening to this, you have to see the high alive. <laughs> like it's just life changing for Aww. sure. Yeah. It, it it does come back to like that uh, that thought of like boxes, and how even as an artist we have to figure out which boxes we're gonna check. Mm. You know, just even when you're putting the digital distribution together, you're just like, okay, what category is this music? What box am yeah. I falling in? Yeah. I don't know anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, is hyper pop really hyper pop? I don't know. It sounds like it sounds like EDM with vocals on it. I don't know. <laughs> like is yeah. is lo-fi hip hop only when there's nothing on there? Like mm. can I be can I sing on a lo-fi hip hop track? I don't know. And then it's also like I find trying to be quote unquote authentic often turns into like a marketing strategy, which really Yeah. That's like the opposite of authentic. Yeah. It's just like, it never is what you're saying. Like, it's never right. just me. It's always me be trying to be marketable. Yes. When I'm online. Not yeah. when I'm like at a live show performing. Right. But when I'm online, that's what I'm trying to do. And mm-hmm. even with the genre thing, like that sparked this memory where I was putting out my first album and I was like, I was like, I'm going to put this genre because I think more people like this genre or like this yeah. is a cooler genre. <laughs> Even though, yeah. like, that's not how I would describe my music. It's right. just so stupid. Yeah it, yeah. yeah, it is. And, but, like, to your point, too, you have to think about marketing. You do. Right. Because otherwise, you're just sitting in your living room, spinning in a hamster wheel. And it's mm. like, how do you get out of the hamster wheel? How can we actually shift this so that the overhead of what we're putting into our art now starts to balance out and then hopefully exceed, we can actually have that income yeah and that's real too and you know that's the, the, the business stuff that sucks none of us want to think of it like that because we're like right oh this came from my heart <laughs> this whole thing came from my heart yeah it did but now how am i gonna market this heart right how am so i gonna I can, pay for yeah because i still got a car payment and yeah i still exactly. got a i got a mortgage now and i gotta yeah for I sure to eat yeah so, so I, one of my questions was, does it matter if other people care about our art? And like, it does matter. Now you've it just does. answered that question. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, and yeah. I think that's part of that torture cycle that I can't mm. stand. I can't stand trying to create content to get the likes, to get myself, to, to look more marketable, to get the Spotify 
followers to get the attention of the bloggers who will then review something or like, yeah. it's just this you know torture yeah <laughs> yeah you know but but like you know with all that though still I, I, I just you know this could go very, down a very dark hole so I just do have to remind say okay but this is for a greater good mm. it's for a greater good mm. yeah for sure Okay, I. This is amazing. I'm having so much fun. Um, Me too. <laughs> thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. Okay, so something I'm curious about. Another thing that we haven't quite talked about, which maybe you don't have like one answer for this, and that's fine. But what routines have you found that work for you? Mm. Uh, um, this might. I mean, this is a really yeah. hard question for me to answer. So feel free to just ramble. But yeah. <laughs> like, that's pretty much my routine. Or what routines Ramble. don't work, maybe, also. I don't know. Ooh. Just routine in general. So many things that don't work. Number one, <laughs> number one, I personally will never cook dinner after 3.30 p.m. Wait. Really? Yes. Interesting. I won't do it. Because there's something about, because also like, I've got kids. Yeah. So I had to really readjust what normal looks like. Mm. So... Yeah, for a normal person, they're going to, you know, come home from work and they're going to, okay, let's get the turkey out the oven and, you know, a crock pot, woohoo, you know. (laughs) Got that crock pot, yeah. Yeah, but that's not me because, number one, I don't like leftovers for more than two days in a row, you know, and then, two, I just got, I've got so many randomly picky people. I can only please 50% of my household at any given time. So, I I have this thing where I'm just like, I shut down at 6 p.m. Like, wow. I have, I still have to be a mom, yeah. um, and I already know that at 6 p.m., something about that hour, I'm like, yo, y'all, y'all might, you're fending for yourselves. Yeah. So, I learned I gotta cook dinner at 3.30. Wow. So that it's, it's ready, so that I have, so I can say I did something. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, I only cook one meal a day, so if it turns out I cook Smart. breakfast, you're on your own for dinner that's you're on your own smart yeah look there's bread and peanut butter what there's no jelly oh i'm so sorry Uh, (laughs) have fun with that yeah Yeah. no that's oh my (laughs) god improvise like yeah i i've I've accepted the fact that everything doesn't have to be perfect Mm. it's like you know and so because of that i'm not gonna stick to the routine that you know mary tyler moore or whoever made that routine back in the 50s did Cause we're not in the fifties. No. It's almost a hundred years later. Why are we still looking at that model? Like, mm. no, no. So, nope. Didn't eat breakfast. What was for <laughs> breakfast? Uh, butter chicken. Nice. <laughs> That's what I had. Oh my god, incredible. Butter chicken and rice, which was leftover Indian food from when I went out with my girlfriends last night. So, Amazing. We gotta, we gotta come out of this. Like, it's almost like okay. So I'm very much into analogies. So this, what, yeah, this is what I think. I. I believe that technology has changed the way our clock, our, our, the cogs in our clockwork. Mm. So like, you know, these wheels, they've always kind of, they've kind of helped each other along at, at some, some point and, and it worked at that time. But now trying to apply that same type of technology in today's world, mm. it's not working. Like I keep, you keep hitting these stumps and you keep saying, and I, you know, and even just as a, a full-time mom slash full-time musician, I'm like, yo, this, that doesn't work anymore. It's not working for me. And I got to acknowledge that it's a different day and age. It is possible for me to work from my phone 24 hours a day. It is possible for me to, you know, all these things. So I change it up. And, and honestly, like, it's probably why I can't sleep because I did get into a routine of going to bed like around 11 and then waking up at around three o'clock in the morning and getting oh, wow. a lot of my work done at 3 a.m. I wow. had to do it because um, when I was booking with Silver Arrow and I was yep. doing that and the only way that I could respond to emails without getting interrupted by my kids or without getting my work day had to be 3 a.m. So Whoa. it would be 3 a.m. to around 630 and then I'd get my kids out the door and then hopefully catch a nap when they were at school. And that's why COVID really messed me up. Oh, yeah. Because they were home. Because they were home. All the time. All the time. <gasps> Depressed, confused, you know, didn't want to be on Zoom. Oh, man. That was like the nightmare. 
that still I am traumatized to this day. <laughs> that sounds I get, so intense. Yeah, I get triggered from that Zoom. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. Because <laughs> 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 they had to do all their school on Zoom, right? Yeah. They're still doing it. Like, we're They're remote again. It? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But you but still yeah. managed to put out, like, three, three songs, songs yeah. last year? Three songs, and then and then wow. I got into the studio, and, and I did get into the studio and recorded, uh, I did a, a live session and got eight tracks on the album that's coming out. Wait, when is the album coming out? March 11th! Ah, incredible! 311! Oh, I'm so excited! Which was a great 90s group. <laughs> 311! 311! Wow. I love cool. 311! <laughs> so is the, is the single that's coming out in January, like, that's on the album? Yeah, it's on the Whoa. album. It's called... Uh, fighting the sickness and that is not my coincidence <laughs> I figured I saw that and yeah. I was like I'm excited to hear it yeah but what's weird about that track though is yeah. I wrote it 10 years ago really and then yeah and I just was like um, a friend of mine passed away uh, on Christmas of 2020 and I went to his mm. memorial service um, in the middle of last year yeah and and like I know this is gonna sound weird okay again gotta go spiritual <laughs> okay sounds good yeah not religious spiritual there's a difference but like um before i went to his memorial service i was just thinking about it. i was like oh yeah it's on sunday i gotta go to val's memorial service but earlier in the week i had this immense feeling of his presence and mm-hmm. um and i heard these i sometimes i have these now i'm gonna sound crazy but eh, whatever we're all we're all crazy. It's this good. is like crazy. I'm like Anza high. She ain't quite right. But <laughs> but I had this. Um, I call it the voice with no sound. Sometimes these things mm. hit me, and it's a voice with no sound. And the voice with no sound, which I felt my friend's presence was saying that I had to re-record the song because I Whoa. did. I recorded it, but I did it. You know, with just it was like ten years ago, so it was Cubase and um, just a, a DAW track with, and so I. Uh, got some friends together, re-recorded it, and they also helped me kind of rearrange it, which was cool. Wow. Greg Mize laid that. Greg Meisenthal Oh yeah. Laid down a killer solo on it. Incredible. Killer guitar solo on it, and um, and then I don't know. I just it feels so timely, and then here comes mm. Omicron. Like I didn't yeah. plan that. I know. <laughs> it's literally perfect timing. Yeah. I didn't plan it, and but wow. it goes back to the river. It's like mm-hmm. sometimes you just follow the river. Sometimes you're just like, yeah, all right, I guess I'll do this. I'm not prepared. Let's see how it goes, and then, and then things sometimes just fall into place when you're traveling down that stream, and you're, you know. Yeah. Wow. Get those tiny affirmations that are like, okay, this is timely. It, I hope it helps somebody. Yeah. To hear this. You know. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. I think it's like interesting that you say that like back when you said I don't trust myself to make decisions or I don't trust myself mm-hmm. when I'm listening to you talk I'm like but you do like you do, <laughs> you listen to these things like not many people would mm. be able to hear that voice with no sound and be like oh yeah this is something I need you know what I mean like yeah you have to, you have this like knowledge of yourself or like awareness that's the awareness mm. of yourself that like is is very unusual. Yeah, I guess so. Although, you know, it's, it's weird. The only way that I can survive with it, though, is mm. by imagining that it's not me. Because mm. I think if I if I really looked at it as me, then I feel, I feel like one of two things would happen. Either one, I'd be super egotistical and, like, think mm. that, well, I, you know, I'd be, like, Kanye Westing myself or, okay. like, Donald Trumping myself. Yeah. Yeah. In this, like, you know, my brain is amazing. Right. Or I'd be uh, just frozen in paranoia of what this decision's going to do. Like, oh, my God, did I do it right? Oh, my God. You know? Yeah. Like, the anxiety. I guess the anxiety of the decision-making thing, which is real for me. So Mm. that's why, for me, it coincides with my philosophies, too, of just, like, that I don't exist by myself. Mm. So, therefore, if I am like just one drop of water in a great sea of beauty then it's me moving with the ocean Ooh, okay (laughs) okay it's all coming together now in my brain yeah because again like i just i love collectives i love you know i love this yeah you know i just 
it's, it's I feel like these are the things that are just greater mm. you know? like even, even if you did this with me and it was you know all one-sided of just me talking about myself like I honestly that's not my vibe anyway interesting mostly because I know you are doing the same thing like I know (laughs) that we are in this kind of we're in this existence together yeah even if we don't talk all the time or yeah or have just kind of connected through social media it's like we're but we're sisters in the struggle Hmm. wow yeah yeah I think like I think that's part of why I wanted to do this podcast too is because I do feel so alone so much of the time but we're not alone we're, we're part of something huge and then we're also just like the artists that yeah. are all doing such similar things like yeah. just going for it pushing through doing what we think is right doing what we think is true yeah quote unquote <laughs> true and yeah yeah and you're, you're right that that um that alone feeling is real I feel that too. Yeah. So often. And like to the point where, okay, here I go dark again. It's like, okay, yeah. Dark. <laughs> Down the darkness where I'm like, sometimes, I'm <laughs> sometimes I'm walking around my house by myself, you know, just taking a break from whatever emails or like, you know, the marketing nonsense we have to do. Yeah. And I'm walking around my house and I'm like, why am I so alone? <laughs> like, Why? and I'm like (laughs) yeah though and I'm like okay I'm just gonna take five minutes go back at it Sahaya alone yeah echo echo like yep I have been there so many times this week yeah yeah (laughs) yesterday probably like ten times and then the day before yeah yeah it's like look at you describing Tuesday (laughs) (laughs) yes it's what did I it's Friday yeah yeah Yeah. it's just yeah for sure it's like and and it's funny because we're so quote-unquote connected yeah we are so connected but we're so not connected at the same time yeah and I'm really hoping that like having conversations like this and like listening to conversations like this will make Mm -hmm. us feel like more connected and more yeah absolutely I liked what you said also about like being feeling validated when you listen to that book on audible because i was like yeah Yeah. like it's nice to hear that other people are having the same doing Mm -hmm. the same process as you or like having the same issues as you or you know yeah it's good to hear about it yeah that's like what you're doing right now with this podcast is you know which is definitely like a creative force that's happening it's i believe it's gonna do more for for more people than we even know at this moment so thank you for creating this space where we could connect face to face. I think we do need to have more spaces where we can connect as artists and Yeah. I really believe in the community and the collective. It's like yeah. so, so much. Yeah. Probably like too much for my body to even handle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I believe in it. Like yes. let's do all the things together. Yeah. And then my body's like, no, please stop. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I need to rest. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it is. It's a, it's almost like a heavy burden too, because yeah. it's so much yeah. easier to be self-centered, mm-hmm. I guess. But Right. And sometimes know. I'm like, I just don't want to care about anyone today, but I can't. Like yeah. it's just not Yeah. I definitely feel that. Yeah. It's it's worth it though. It is. Okay, so we're coming to the end of the time. So I'm going to do like a couple rapid fire questions. Okay, Okay. this is going to be fun. All right, here we go. What makes you feel most alive? Mm, Sex. Ooh, (laughs) yes. I said it, girl. I love that answer. That's amazing. Yes. And important. It's so good. Yeah. Um, Okay. What's the best concert you've ever been to? Ooh, The Roots. Ooh. Oh, amazing. Oh, God, wait. Or was it Prince? Oh. Yo, I got this. Oh my God. I don't know. There's so, Thanks. I'm gonna go with Prince during his hit or miss toy tour. It was random. I was like four months pregnant and I was like, I'm going. What was your favorite age growing up? Oh, I don't remember how old I was, but I remember it was 1990. Best summer ever. Amazing. What's your dance like nobody's watching song? Oh man. Dance like nobody's watching song. I always dance like nobody's watching. <laughs> it could be any song. <laughs> really? I mean, honestly, Beyonce. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. Incredible. Couple more. What's your mm-hmm. definition of success? Mm, waking up. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, what song have you listened to on repeat recently? Carol King. It's too late. 
though it I have been listening I've been listening to Tapestry so much recently. Really? We are on the same wavelength with that for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's something about Carol King that's resonating deep with me right now. That's so interesting. Yeah. And last one, what artists inspire you? Uh, Grace Jones, Mm. David Bowie, um, Questlove from The Roots, by far one of my favorite drummers. Uh, Gosh, Janelle Monet. Um, Willow, ironically. She inspires me to it. She, yeah, yeah, I'm very, I'm loving what she's doing. Um, Oh, God, I I can't always forget which one it is. There's Chloe and Hallie. One of, whoever's doing the do it. Chloe, I think. Yeah. I think Hallie's doing something else, like Little Mermaid or something. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, Doja Cat. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) So random. I'm so random. (laughs) No, it's cool. Uh, I can hear all, like, when you're saying these things, I can be, like, listening to your music in my head, and I'm like, yep, yep, yep. (laughs) Every musician in Green Day. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Oh, my God. I love Green Day. I am. Green Day is good. They're amazing. They're good. Slash. Mm. I recently found some, like, uh, project that he was on that I didn't know about and hmm. I don't know and I was just it's called Slash and I didn't could make the connection I felt like such an idiot I was like oh my god have you heard this band called Slash and they were, <laughs> you mean like the guitar but no no it's a band called Slash I think they're naming I think because the guitar player is so good it's after and they're like no no it's, it's actually Slash that's, that's Slash I love artists that uh, well a lot of the ones I mentioned you know they're I know they're, they might have here as pop or like you know contemporary but I do like when people take something and it and to me it might seem contrived but I understand what it takes to market it so I and I feel a different mm. a different energy behind it mm. I can feel like a, something else there that I'm just like yo that's real especially I will I will go back to my to the OGs right now it's like um you know Grace Jones and David Bowie for them I also love that they in, in a very at a very different time we're transcending gender transcending stereotypes transcending yeah. like all these different elements and even Prince same thing yeah. just like they're like you know this is me right take it or leave it yeah they're just like fuck your fuck your labels yeah like, I don't care about them yeah, yeah. and mm. and they did it successfully and they right and I was alive in the 80s it was mm. it was bad and last one what keeps you going my kids mm-hmm. and ironically it's um it's been easy for me to incorporate my life with them like I don't mm. I don't feel like I have to separate my music from my kids because they've like it, even when I did I used to do the diva show regularly where I did like the Billie Holiday Nina Simone and I'm doing yeah. it again in May I saw I saw yeah. that yeah but when I first started doing it I would include them with it with the show so my oh. my at the time I only had two kids and the youngest was five and my oldest was uh, 10. So they used to help me backstage. They would do the, the set stuff together. And then I planned at the end to do my original music. And they would come out on stage with me and finish out wow. the show doing. And, and my daughter, my oldest daughter's a dancer. My, uh, now she's 15. My second child, she plays drums and piano and loves musical theater and sings. And wow. it's just been something that we just incorporated in our lives. And I love it. And at dinner, we make up songs all, like we'll sit at the table as a family and like, well, you know, somebody will just start being like, you know, they'll start tapping their fork on the plate, or like, you know, some rhythm like that. Oh. And then somebody gosh. else will be like, oh. and then like next thing you know, we've got a full song. Like we'll like have the <laughs> Wow. That's really beautiful. I love hearing yeah. about your family. And like that's it's amazing, like the how you've integrated everything. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. And like yeah. I'm glad that I have that kind of relationship with my kids where they'll actually incorporate me in things. So yeah. you know, my daughter, you know, she's fifteen and that's the age that stereotypically people are like, Oh, your kids, teenagers, they're gonna hate you. Mm-hmm. But my daughter will be like, Hey mom, wanna learn this TikTok dance with me? And I'm just like, Yeah, Aww. you know. But then yeah. that's what creatives do. Like a lot of times yeah. creatives were open to stuff that other people are like, Oh no, that's not what I this is my box. I stay in it. I get up, I go to work and then I come home, you know, like, but when you're a creative, you don't have a choice, but to kind of be like, all right, okay, that didn't work. So let me try this. Or so we're, we're more naturally open to changing things and evolving. 
Zahaya is a songwriter, lyricist, producer, and creative visionary. She just released a new single called Fighting the Sickness, which is absolutely incredible. And her new album is coming out this March 11th. 311, get ready for it. It's going to be out of this world. You can find her work at linktree slash Zahaya Music. That's linktr.ee forward slash Zahaya Music. In this conversation, I am also learning to be a podcast host. So there's a few things I forgot to do. I forgot to introduce Zahaya. I also forgot to thank her for being on the podcast. So thank you so much to Zahaya for being the very first guest on the process. And thank you for becoming a part of the Rochester Groovecast community. We appreciate you. listening to The Process. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Sending hugs. The Process is presented by Rochester Groovecast, powered by Balbert Marketing. Our theme music was written and performed by Sienna Facciolo, Chris Palace, and Jordan Rabinowitz.